Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands. We've got studio construction this week, so the next new episode will be out next week. But have no fear. We've gone back to our chat with Recorruptor and added a special bonus for you. Prepare to be crushed. From their latest album, The Funeral Corridor, this is Morbund. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am with Clint from Recorruptor and Nick, who is a fan of the band Recorruptor. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. How are you? Doing great. Awesome. So, uh, kind of to get things started off, let's do like a, just a little intro. Um, I'll start with you, Nick. Um, tell me a little, you know, just a little bit about yourself, and uh, how did you get into the band Recorruptor? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name's Nick. I... Um, I'm a lawyer, actually, down in St. Joseph, cool. Michigan. Um, I work for the courthouse as just kind of an attorney for the judges here. Um, but yeah, I, I got into Recorruptor because I went to law school at MSU, and um, I went to a show um, with 
uh, where Goat Horror and Blackfast were playing at Max Bar. And I believe that was Clint's 21st birthday, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I was, about, I was about to say, I don't think Clint remembers much, but, um, but I, yeah, but I showed up there. I think uh, the first band was just finishing up and Recorruptor was, was about to come out and I didn't know who the guys were at all. And they just, they, they put on a hell of a show and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And, um, you know, and, and, uh, I think um, after the show or during, you know, the other, other sets, you guys were handing out demos and stuff. So I felt pretty, uh, I can't remember. I don't think I bought it from you guys. I'm pretty sure you just gave it, gave them away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had that and I felt pretty, uh, pretty in, in the loop of like this, you know, uh, underground band. So um, demo was great. And I saw you guys came out with an album, like just not too long after that show downloaded that. And then, Ever since then, I've, I've I've seen you guys like three other times after that. So, been following you guys and and uh, and and really kind of just trying to get your name out there and support support a support of the local Michigan band. So yeah. Oh yeah, we appreciate that for sure, man. Yeah, of course, you guys deserve it. Yeah, thank you. thank you. Yeah, that was the that was the first show we hand or we did those demos at. So you're, cool. you're the first to have it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Like we called it, we we called it some shit by Recorruptor. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have it in my car somewhere. It's, it's, yeah. It'll be worth about seven dollars someday. Right. <laughs> yeah. We have eBay tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Just gotta get your signatures on it and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so Clint, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and in your band? Hi. Uh, all right. Um. I am Clint A. Franklin. I do the vocals for Recorruptor. Have done so since 2014. Um, uh, we have two albums out. Uh, the first being Blood Moon, was released uh, October 2017, and then we just put out a record last month on the 22nd of August. It's called The Funeral Corridor. And uh, a little bit about me. Um, now I, I work a lot, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, I love that. It's the, it's the buku bucks. Uh, right. Every corruptor doesn't get, I suppose. Death metal, you know. Um, but no, I uh, just kind of spend my time just, you know, doing anything I can for free corruptor. Um, chill out. Like to watch movies. Uh, I don't really video game a lot, but a little bit. Been real hard on a Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, man. <laughs> that re-release, so good, so good. Um, yeah, uh, not a lot to know about me. I pretty much live Reaper up there as much as I can. So what you see is what you get. Fantastic. So I was kind of wondering, what's what, what was your guys's intro, like kind of gateway into, um, you know, because Recorruptor is definitely extreme metal. Um, what was your gateway into that genre? And uh, let's let's start with uh, Nick again. Uh, gateway, I think I think most people kind of have a similar. My brother was really into you know metal music, and he's mm -hmm. a few years older than me. And he, you know, it's it all starts with like you know Led Zeppelin and like Black Sabbath and yeah. you know and like Pink Floyd or something like that. And then it just snowballs from there. And like you know. <laughs> I think I think my first because I wasn't really a huge fan of like the 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 growling and like the guttural vocals and then like in high school I started listening to Lamb of God yeah. and I was like this is this is actually pretty cool and then <laughs> um yeah like I said it just snowballs from there and you know one minute you're at a goat whore concert next minute <laughs> you're you know here talking to a recorruptor so <laughs> awesome. yeah <laughs> how about you Tom? Um, so, I mean, if you're going back, I mean, I started out, um, my, you know, my dad had me listening to ACDC, Queen, Van Halen, uh, cool. stuff like that. ACDC was my favorite band for the longest time as a kid. Still, still love ACDC. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> That's right. And those are my four chords. <laughs> 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 but, um, so... 
I was pretty well versed in um, hard rock and stuff like that, but uh, didn't really explore too much of my musical tastes until seventh grade. I yeah, seventh grade or eighth grade, eighth grade. Um, Seth, the guitarist from Recorruptor, um, and I started hanging out about that time, and you know we were starting to dig into the hard rock stuff, and you know together sharing that. Um, and then another buddy of mine, um, I had just got a iPod Nano for Christmas, right? <laughs> just a little two gig thing, and um, I, I didn't have any music to put on it myself, and have nothing, so my buddy took it and just put a bunch of random stuff on it. And I was just kind of shuffling one day when I was in school, and uh, an Angel of Death by Slayer came on. Awesome. And just, yeah. just <laughs> changed everything, man. The, the high screams, just the blistering speed. Of course, yeah. you know the the kick drum. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the, the kick drum got me too. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, yeah the Godfather, Dave Lombardo, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so man. yeah, I mean, I got really. You know, excited about that when I heard it. I don't. I it was. I was almost. I was scared, <laughs> but in a good way. You know. Right. And the first thing I did, like the, I didn't stop for nothing. I just went and I found Seth. I was like, you have to hear. <laughs> and of course, you know, he fell in love with it too, right then and there. And then ever since then, we just kind of started. You know, we picked up guitars and started jamming out with that. And, it snowballed into Slayer, Megadeth, uh, Metallica. Um, Testament was a real big one for me too at the time. Yeah. Um, and we kind of like stuck on the thrash metal, the old school thrash metal for a bit. Um, first concert was Megadeth with Machine Head. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was insane. And it was on the, it was when Machine Head was doing the blackening still. So, oh, <laughs> very, very insane show. Um, yeah, went to a couple concerts like that, and then, um, uh, Nick mentioned Lamb of God, they were real big for me, too. Um, Seth and I started playing in cover band with a couple other guys, and one of the fellows was, you know, check this out, this is Lamb of God, and whatever, and that was my introduction to, like, really, you know, extreme vocalization, I guess, you know. Um, up until that, like Phil and Selma was probably the heaviest vocalist I'd heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that just took it to another level. Um, hearing stuff like As the Palace is Burned and Ashes yeah. of the Wake was just a monster for me. Um, stuff like that and Slipknot was real big for us too. Um, just jamming a lot of that. As far as the death metal goes, though, um, I got into Black Dahlia Murder real early on. Yeah. Probably when I was about 16, I think, was when I found them. And, you know, that was... Yeah. I don't... It's it's weird because, like, they're not, like, traditional death metal, you know no, what I mean? No, um, Yeah. Phenomenal band. They're still my yeah. favorite band of all time. Yeah. Uh, that's just personally. But um, for them being my introduction and with how um clean everything is in their music yeah um it actually kind of off put me to like old school death metal for a minute um it, that probably wasn't until i got into college when i really started digging on that kind of stuff you know uh death candle yeah. course immolation uh, obituary immolation. what's that obituary Oh, absolutely. Can't go wrong, you know, and all that stuff. And I think once I started finding the death metal is when, you know, because if anybody follows me, I talk death metal all the time. Like, <laughs> you got um, a black metal list going on right now on Facebook. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I do. Yeah, black metal came around the same time too, you know, yeah. as the death metal. I think once I once I really started getting into the death metal side of things, um, it just, everything blew up for me. I was open to everything and wanted cool. to try everything, hear everything and all that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And now, now it's just at a point where, you know, there's, 
there's nothing old to find anymore. It seems and <laughs> all of it, and now I'm just now I'm just looking for the new stuff and awesome. You know, trying my best, well, I guess. You make the new stuff now, so you're kind of a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Slayer started it. So cool. So uh, so Nick, do you get any questions you want to ask Clint? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, the the first time I saw you, obviously, you, you were, a, a, you know, you had your 21st birthday. Um, but like, one thing I kind of was always curious about with just bands in general, when they perform, uh, is like, what what's the drinking routine? Or, or if there is a <laughs> drinking routine? <laughs> and at, during a, for a live show? Do you do you? you know, pace yourself or is there a certain point where you hit the high during the set or right. <laughs> um okay so as far as myself goes um prior to that show like I obviously couldn't drink in public that much but that didn't yep. stop me from like right you know yep. putting in my car or whatever yep. but no before that it wasn't ever really like heavy or anything um and that 21st birthday is kind of just a kind of just a fluke when it comes to me being <laughs> drunk at shows but yeah when yeah. when sammy duetta go for an acid bath is feeding you jack and coke you don't right <laughs> i can imagine i was i was gonna ask too i don't I, like you said i don't remember if I don't know if you remember much from that show, but like, did they even know that like you guys existed or were they kind of just doing their own thing and then they showed up? And... Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, they knew it was my 21st before, yeah. <laughs> like, cause we did the whole load in for the show and whatever. Right. And, um, I don't usually get nervous around people very much, but acid bath was like super important to me at the time. And yeah. I mean, go for it too, obviously, but Acid Bath is just, you know, releasing two albums in the 90s and fading into, into obscurity. It's not really something where I thought, oh, I would like yes. out with this guy. Right. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so when we did the load in and whatever, um, the other guys weren't really um, too present uh, in the building at the time, but Ben, the vocalist, um, yeah. Austin Silent Green, uh, he was in there. Um, I actually <laughs> kind of felt bad because I was pre-gaming a little bit and didn't recognize <laughs> who he was when he said hi and whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was That's like, who's this guy, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, who's this guy? That's <laughs> girl from it's like, dude, that's fucking Ben. From <laughs> whatever. <sighs> right. Whatever. But yeah, they knew. Um, you know, they knew it was my 21st birthday at the time. Um, I'm not sure if any of them watched the set that we played or not, but that's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, but while they played, um, I don't really remember what I was doing, but I wasn't inside. <laughs> um yeah at the point at this point of their set um but i walked into the building and i guess they were like asking for the birthday boy oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember that yeah where's, where's that guy where's that guy uh, you know let's yeah. get him up here and it was a couple minutes went on i wasn't doing anything. he's like oh he must be out in the must be out in the van plowing some chick or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> and so they had me, you know, get up there. And I don't remember what they um, Something along the lines of, yeah, you know, how old are you? I said, I'm 21. You know, and he's like, oh, so you're celebrating your birthday tonight, like playing the show. And then he said something along the lines of, 21's the perfect age to get fucked by Satan. And they went to yeah, fuck right. Satan. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was screamed in the pit. It was it's sweet. <laughs> it didn't take long. I was falling over anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. it was a great time. We ended up uh, partying afterwards for like three hours uh, after yeah. the show. Oh,
Go Goro is like is shooting the wall in the building or something. Like what? Yeah, like I don't know where it came from. I just looked over. <laughs> fucking uh, was it Pay Sister drummer? I can't remember. It was just that's crazy. Long shot just had it. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Yeah, you I can't go out. You gotta go on tour with it, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, you gotta have it. You know, right. Yeah. It's maybe it's in their rider, you know. You gotta have like some shit we can shoot with this arrow. Yeah, yeah right. right. You can have the brown M and M. Let me have my <laughs> let me have my bow and arrow. Right. That's but, great. um to answer your question, uh going back to the drinking thing, um yeah. that's kind of a bunny trail, wasn't it? Um but uh no, I think in my memory, I can only think of like three times, including that one, where I was like, okay, I'm too drunk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but they, surprisingly enough, they usually end up being the more memorable shows. Right, yeah. I guess for one reason or another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, mean, I was going to say, like, I've seen you guys, you know, four times now, and every time. Like, what stands out, what kind of stood out to me about you guys and what made me kind of want to follow you guys was kind of the energy that you bring at the live shows in, yeah. in particular, right? So, especially, like, you as a front man, you know, you, you definitely drive, like, the show. And the rest of the guys are awesome, you know, musicians and, 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 and kind of follow along. But, like, if there's not a guy there who can, you know, point out a time when, when a wall of death needs to happen or, like, a circle right. pit to get going like uh you know you're not gonna have that kind of crowd interaction that kind of thing builds that relationship especially with like local bands um who haven't really necessarily put out their name um across the the world yet but um that was a big thing that stood out to me and funny enough not to keep harping on that lansing show but um i uh actually brought two people who that was like their first metal experience ever there <laughs> So, and you were actually like their first metal like exposure ever. And we got done with the show and like both of them actually were like, you know, cause Blackfast was playing and like yeah. Goat Horror, obviously veterans, you know, or Blackfast is a little bit newer, but still, you know, pretty, pretty established band. Um, you know, and they were like, who was that first band we saw? Like they were, <laughs> they were way more fun, you know, than those other two bands. And like, I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, they were, they were great, but <laughs> so, so like, that's, that's kind of how like it stood out to me. I was like, wow, somebody who hasn't even listened to that kind of music before really kind of takes notice, you know, that's, that's kind of a big deal, I think. So, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's part of, that's really the whole creative reaper after is that we just want to lay it out on the table and not, you know, we, per we perform in front of, it, it's a cliche thing to say, but we really do perform in front of 10 people, like the same way we would in front of a thousand people. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's what we do to relieve our stress, um, which is uh, honestly why this whole pandemic has sucked because I have no, <laughs> no yeah. way. Right. I, I feel like I'm angrier now than I ever have been in my <laughs> in <laughs> entire <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, we do, you know. But yeah. yeah. Um. I think that's what caught our eyes when we started going to concerts and watching bands. Um. Especially watching the Black Dahlia Mary live. Um. Is, is he's a great example of it too. Is um. The best shows were always the people that were engaging with the crowd and um, yeah. were always you know always active, always moving. And, right. So that's, you know, that's what I've always tried to do. Um, you, you never know who in the crowd is going to be influenced. And like you said, those couple people that you brought, you know. Yeah. I didn't know that was their first show, but. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to play to you guys the same way I'm going to play to somebody who's new. It's. Yeah. And I've always, you know, and I've always been about spreading the word of metal, and that, that's just that's one of the ways you do it. Yeah. So, so Clint, you, you know, I've talked with you before, and you're like super kind of, you know, laid back dude. At least that's my impression. Like you're really easygoing, and I've noticed that with a lot of like um, metal people in general, they're super mostly chill. Um, but the music that you'd make is like so vicious and 
frenetic and chaotic. Um, like, where does that come from? What part of you gets channeled into that? Like, what what drives that that influences that sound that you guys have? Um, it. I don't. I don't really know how this is going to come off, but I almost feel like. Um, I found out from a very early age of performing, uh, especially because before I did anything with bands, I used to perform in musical theater. Oh, cool. Um, I found my identity with um, being on stage and pretending to be someone else, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just easier to do that now because I I don't have to be like a character or anything. But I think it's pretty obvious that, and like like you said, because you know me personally, and you know how I am off the stage. Once I get up on the stage, I'm I'm a pretty different fella. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 just um, I don't want to say that I'm not happy with the person that I am off of the stage because I you know I like myself, but I. Um, I'm more impressed with uh, being able to be that eclectic front man um, that fronts, you know, a larger than life band for people. You know, I think it's cool to have people think, oh, this is one badass motherfucker. And then I go home and, you know, I'm hanging out with my cats. and. That's awesome. But, um, I don't know. I mean, musically, though, it's kind of just something that's come over time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when we started out in the first, in Seth and I's first band, it wasn't, it wasn't anything close to what we do now. Um, it was, you know, kind of like Lamb of God light. Yeah. A little bit, just without the Randy Blythe vocals. You know? <laughs> um, and I don't know, you know, uh, started out real cool for the first couple of years and then my personal life kind of started going a little wonky and I think that created an anger inside of me that I kind of realized I couldn't release properly anywhere mm-hmm. else but the stage yeah. and then you know with that I started finding death metal and found that that was a proper way to you know really expel my negative emotions I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where you get what Recorruptor is now. Um, because, I mean, it's not positive music. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, how you know how it is. It's not, it's not, um, the message isn't positive, but I mean, to the, you know, to us metalheads, it's, it's a release. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say it is a kind of, and uh, I was going to ask both of you, do you feel it's like kind of a um, a cathartic thing? I mean, um, because I know that somebody else that's not into metal and they, like my wife's not necessarily into metal and she hears that stuff. She's like, oh my God, what the hell? You know? That would drive me crazy. And I'm, and to me, it's just like, I just, you know, I can feel that energy, but I could do other stuff and be listening to like Recorruptor cranking through my headset mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. But I'm totally, you know, sometimes I get a little off track, you know, because I'm like, you know, and then back to what mm-hmm. you're doing. But um, do you guys feel that way too? It's, it's kind of this cathartic, almost calming impact. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I um, I think, I mean, like, I'll, well, I'll be like driving in my car, you know, and people ride with me and they're like, so you just listen to this music just regularly, like all the time. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like what else is there to listen to you know it's what i like you know right so and, you know like you, I don't you get so pissed off <laughs> yeah. yeah aren't you just constantly this pissed off like that you yeah. need to you know so um it's just funny because i like I have, I have friends who like i'll show metal to and they'll you know they'll appreciate it and they'll 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 go to shows sometimes with me but they're not you know they don't it's not something they listen to on a regular basis and they'll be like I only listen to it when I'm like working out, you know, and I'm like trying to get pumped up or something. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely calming. And I just, it, it just, there's something about like hearing 
you know, whether it's a familiar, you know, riff or something like that, or, or even something new that, that kind of grabs your attention in your, um, in your ear, it just, it's, it, it's such a joyous feeling, like in a weird way to me, at least, like where mm-hmm. I just, I get so excited, you know, about it, where I'm just like, oh man, this is, this yeah. is so cool. And like, <laughs> There's, there's really nothing else in the world and it might sound sad but like there's really nothing else that gives me that feeling so right, <laughs> that's, right. that's kind of why you know you know I, I keep listening to, to you know you know keep getting those those feelings and, and sometimes you know taking a step back and appreciating things that maybe I've heard a million times too yeah gives me that feeling as well you know yeah so, yeah, yeah. That's I get that for sure 100 percent I think um I think for me, it's um, simply because when I listen to metal, I can tell there's no bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I hate to sound like that, you know, but when I listen to a lot of other kinds of music, even so, even some bands that are in metal, you can, I, it's almost like I have a detector, you know, or it's just like, I, I know you don't feel <laughs> what's, yeah. what you're playing, you know, and that's why people always ask me, you know, it's like, there's no, they, you know, they say there's no um, emotion to it. It's just angry. And I'm like, yeah, but angry is the realest emotion that there is. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's the most visceral emotion. It's the most uncaged emotion in that's awesome to me. I think that people really need to embrace their anger. And I think that's why, you know, I think that's why you get some of the awful things that happen today is because some people just don't embrace their anger and don't release it in a healthy way. And that's, I, when I listen to metal, I hear people that are releasing that anger in a healthy way, you know, That's, that's why I like, metal i think it's people really laying it on the table and you know it's honest it's it's always honest yeah cool cool so uh if you guys were going to um put together like a a, an awesome show that you'd like to go see um what are like three bands you'd like to see on that on that show (laughs) (laughs) that's a tough question because it like changes for me week to week i think yeah that but, it is tough that way yeah. <laughs> obviously recorruptors you know headlining so awesome awesome <laughs> uh, uh i i think like in, in my entire history of metal like liking i think the the bands that have always been really consistent with me have always been like mastodon has always been at the top for me mm-hmm. um gojira um and uh opeth and then oh, cool probably um actually and this this just shows like the diversity of metal i think but like revocation has been a huge band for me oh yeah like i love i love that band so much and i'm it was because it was one of the first bands i think i i like discovered on my own because i i saw them open for like children of bodum one time and what is going on here with this band (laughs) right yeah yeah so then I've just kind of like always been a lifelong fan of theirs and loved everything that they've put out. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it'd be a horrible lineup cause you'd get like the, the most mixed up group of fans, I think, but you know, but I, yeah. I, I actually think that is a great idea. Cause I actually like shows where you've got that mix where you've got, That's true. yeah. Cause I mean, it may not go for everyone. I don't know. Like berserker that, that show <laughs> has got all kinds of shit in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah weird ass shit plus fucking yeah. just straight up metal and everything and that's what i really i like those shows so i think that's a good uh, that's a good uh concert us there yeah i agree i agree uh three bands that's tough um i'm just uh gonna go shoot i'm trying to think bands that i haven't seen yet oh, cool. you know oh, yeah. <laughs> which is which is hard because i've seen a lot of them um <laughs> I'm going to do two different lineups here. Okay. One for death metal and one for black metal. Okay. Cool. So for death metal, I would like to see uh, Bloodbath. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm, trying to ca- I'm trying to catch Maryland Death Fest this year, so that might change. 
later yeah. next year if it happens. But uh, I would like to see blood bile, blood bath <laughs> uh, with immolation. Uh, immolations right under the black of daily murder for my all time favorite. Um, and then uh, that's a that's a toughie. Three bands. <laughs> Bloodbath, Immolation, and uh, I'll go with uh, Aiden, you're making me choose. You're making me choose. <laughs> are, you, are you scrolling through your iTunes yeah. library? Right now? <laughs> no, no, I should. I really should. Um, this might be a cop out, but Suffocation with Frank on vocals. Would be oh, great. cool! Yeah, I saw. We opened for Suffocation. I've seen Suffocation a couple other times, but they've all been with uh, either Kevin or Ricky on vocals. So, yeah. cool. I mean, Ricky, uh, the Discord guy. Um, yeah. One, one was, thing that I thought was interesting, I, I saw you guys um, play uh, in Kalamazoo at like some bar. I forgot what the name was, but... Mm -hmm. um, but I went. I went to go see Discarnate there, and I, yeah. and then you were really pumped about them on stage. Like there were there were like ten bands playing that night, and you were really pumped up about them. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, Jesus, like, you know, this guy. Because I I think you said something about revocation too, and I was like, this guy like pretty much likes the same stuff I do, and like yeah. your kind of bands, which I don't think have a lot of spotlight on them, but. Mm -hmm. yeah but like I, I was super pumped about discarnate and then you were like you guys gotta stay here and watch discarnate you know all this stuff <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> heavy as fuck man I, <laughs> that, la that last record is i mean any yeah. band that's a three-piece yeah just wins for me <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but yeah. them they're like they uh, to me it's like they're mixing like the dying fetus attitude but doing yeah. it um doing it in a more um direct way rather than all complicated it's the wall of down from them it's it's yeah. ridiculous yeah. i was like you're only three people and you're just it's mm -hmm. so powerful <laughs> yeah and for them to get that sound live too is yeah like, you know yeah. just being one guitar but yeah Total, total riff band. Every single one for the next. Like it all has purpose. It all ties in together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing record. Uh, the, yeah. That last one they put out. There, all their records are amazing, but that last one especially. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, black metal though uh, would be Emperor headlining. I would love to see Emperor. Um, I would definitely like to see uh, Mayhem as well. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen Mayhem, but that would be great. Um, and then, uh, um, what's the band? I'm blanking on the name. Uh, shit. Shit, 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 shit. Craft. Oh, Craft. cool. Yeah, Craft is um, not, not, not quite the same as um, Mayhem and Emperor as far as musically, but yeah. They're, they're evil as fuck. I love that. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So what, would, what would be something that somebody would be uh, shocked if they like were scrolling through your, your phone and looking at the music and go, holy shit, you listen to this? Look at the music? Yeah, what kind of music? <laughs> yeah, yeah music-wise? Or, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, holy shit, you watch this? What the <laughs> <talking>? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, um usually i mean i feel like most people would be i feel like any average person would really be shocked at most of the stuff i listen to anyway especially if you get into the album covers how people are still you know cannibal corpse is still shocking people somehow yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah, I, I was thinking more of like, you know, people, are, you know, are probably associated, they're thinking you guys are listening primarily metal, um, but, you know, maybe you like are a huge disco fan or something like that. Oh, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, not really, not really a disco um, You know, I mean, I like other genres to an extent. Um, I'd say if there was a second, 
favorite genre it'd be um the 90s and early 2000s era of hip-hop rap oh cool um yeah. so i listened to a shit ton of uh biggie i listened to a shit ton of nas um uh, bone thugs uh stuff like that wu-tang you know um yeah. you know and i mean I don't know, I guess that might shock somebody for somebody who <laughs> look, looks through my feed and sees all death and black metal. Right. And, right. You know. still, still got that anger, though, that you talk about, you know, yeah. like in a different way, though. You know? Yeah, and I, you're, you're right. I think that is why I'm drawn into that. So yeah. Because they, you know, they were really living that stuff for the most, I mean, most of them, at least. Right. Um, and Not Drake. You know, they they really understood the culture of the music, and it's it's real, it's honest, and probably why I don't like the later era of rap and hip hop. But you know, there's there's still good stuff out there. You know, yeah, I like you know, like I like some modern artists too. Um, you know, as far as the newer stuff goes, I like to listen to you know like Aesop Rock, um, Kendrick Lamar. Is good for yeah. me too. Um, but no, other than that, I don't. Now I'm pulling up the iTunes um, <laughs> <laughs> to find that one weird thing. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, um, but other than that, what's that? I said Ace of Base. What? <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like um, specific bands. Like I'm really, I'm huge on Deftones. Oh yeah, cool. That might that might shock some people, I guess. To, um, that that yeah. new uh song they came out with, I forgot what it was, but it's like their new single. Um, because I'd never really listened to them before either, but I heard it on like Liquid Metal, and I was like, I was really into it actually. Mm-hmm. The um, forgot exactly what it was called, but uh, Genesis. Genesis, or uh, no, the other one. Um, oh, Ohms. Ohms, yeah, that one, yeah, that one, that one. I really, I love the rift of that. That was, that was yeah. great. Yeah, that's a really cool. That's a really cool one. You definitely dig back at, ooh, excuse me, dig back into their discography a little bit. I think if you like, if you like the new stuff, you'll definitely like the older stuff too. Gotcha. Yeah. Really, really intimate music. I like it a lot. Other than that, um, I don't know. Uh, it's mostly uh just other rock bands, I guess, you know? Yeah, cool. Loving the classics. But, yeah, it's pretty much metal. <laughs> <laughs> all metal all the time. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Nick? Anything? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I kind of, uh, in college, I was around a bunch of hipsters all the time. So, like, all that folk stuff, kind of mm-hmm. the... Um, yeah, I think like one band that that I still kind of listen to on occasion is like Lord Huron. They're um, oh, yeah. like a real folky kind of band, but yep. they have one album that I'm just like, this is again like you talking about emotion and music and kind of the realness, and you kind of uh, resonate with it. It's just a sad album, man. It's just you know, yeah. like instead of kind of anger, you kind of go into the other side of the the bad feelings, and you're like, oh, yeah. this is. This is a little mm-hmm. bit of a more sorrow, rainy day kind of kind of album, but then, you know, um, but yeah, so so a lot of kind of uh, Mumford and Sons kind of stuff, and and like I said, I don't I don't yeah. really that that much, but you know, that's yeah. it's just something that I kind of in in college you associate that kind of with the mm-hmm. at least for me, college was kind of like oh this is fun, you know, good times, and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I still of, really like those first couple Mom, Mumford and Sons records. Yeah. 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 yeah they're good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Eddie, uh, so Nick, did you get into bluegrass at all while you were getting into folk? Uh, probably. I, I, I don't really remember the bands as much as like yeah. <laughs> metal bands. Uh, Cause it's like, I'll hear them and I'll be like, Oh, it's pretty cool. Or it's pretty chill, but like, I won't go right. and investigate, you know? So yeah. 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 <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one I didn't I wanted to forget. Um the one that would probably shock people the most is that I'm <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um no I'm really, really big on what Billy Eilish is doing. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I mean <laughs> I know a lot of people won't agree with me on that. I mean but yeah, I think she's got a really unique way of uh crafting songs, uh, her and her brother there. 
Um, yeah. And I really like her voice. And yeah, I like that stuff that she does. Yeah, I think that probably that so, probably speaks to what you're talking about as far as honesty. Because again, I think there's that uh, an honesty that comes out of that music. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think I do. I do like it. You know, especially since when she came out too uh, was a lot different than what was going on on the radio. Yep, that's what really caught my ear, and she hasn't strayed from it. So, right. yeah, not yet. <laughs> Yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> right, not yet. Yeah. Next thing you know, she's putting out WAP part two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just rehashing things over and over again with different mixes. Song of yeah. her <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you mind if I ask a real quick question again? Yeah, go you're for talk? it. Yeah. yeah. You're out. Yeah. You're out. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you ran out of questions. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick. So I obviously you, you as a metal fan go to like a lot of different shows and all you're used to before COVID, obviously. But um, is there anything like you've seen on stage that you're just like, I want to incorporate that into our act, a, a recorruptor, you know, something something like where even a front man or, you know, even something the drummer does and you, you tell your drummer, you're like, you're doing that, you know, <laughs> like that's sick. <laughs> um that's a tough one because Recorruptor hasn't really ever done anything like spectacular to say. You know what I mean? Like sure. we've all we've always been, you know, this is who we are. And um, but I mean I guess my um stage presence has definitely been influenced from people like Trevor from Black Die Murder, um, Travis. Brian from Cattle Decapitation. Uh, oh, yeah. Jesus. Got the big one on me. Um, one that might surprise people is um, uh, Mike Ronica, who sings for the Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. another one on my playlist that people would probably be a little shocked by, but they were, um, they were one of my real early influences for metal. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I, didn't, I never really liked the kind of bands that you know the scene they were a part of the post core sure. and right. you know crap core or whatever you want to call yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> you know all those bands i thought again i didn't i didn't feel like it was honest i didn't feel like it, they were i didn't feel like they were really doing what they wanted to do i guess and that's why you see a lot of those saw a lot of those bands fizzle out or change to radio rock you know mm, yeah and just you right. know none of those bands are the same or together anymore but the devil Wears prada had, from very early on i could tell that they meant every note that they played and um the singer especially was the craziest shit that i'd ever seen at the time when i saw him play <laughs> Right. Dude moved like no other. Like I thought he was gonna, you know, you know, like those um, those old toys that's got the um, that's got the little figurine with the base, and you press the bottom of the. Base oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what he was like. The whole time. <laughs> like he just be running, and he just <laughs> and just goes into some crazy whatever move and. Right. <laughs> that's I don't know. That's that I saw him and I was just like, dude, dude, like, does stops at nothing to go hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And Greg from Dillinger Escape Plan was the same way when I saw him too. Like, oh yeah, those guys. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm that's a level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but as far as specific things that we do, those, uh, no, it's kind of, I mean, we have our influences, but it pretty much just comes from the heart, what we do, so. Cool. Thanks, Seth. Yeah. Any other questions, Nick? Uh, I mean, yeah, I had a list of them here, <laughs> so, unless you yeah. have some. No, uh, go for it. Um, I guess, uh, oh, yeah, one thing that kind of popped in my head while we were we were talking about like live shows a little bit and um, did you, have you uh, Clint, have you done any of like, or seen any um, like live online streaming live shows or like bought a ticket to one of them or anything like that? 
Not yet. Not yet. Um, I've been mostly too busy to do something like that anyway. I work anywhere from 60 to 70 hours in a week. And oh, shit. my my weekends are pretty well uh, spent either doing recorruptor shit or, you know, a plethora of other random things. Um, so yeah. It's, it's not very often that I get to just sit at home and Right. <laughs> so, like um, yes. <laughs> I don't know, though. I mean, none of them have really been enticing enough for me to want to do that. I guess because uh, I get I get the motive, and I definitely appreciate that bands are doing something like this for the fans, but. Yeah. To me, there's so much YouTube content out there that it kind of makes it hard for me to. True. You know, you got to go really balls out, and that's why the only one that I'm sad I missed out on was Behemoth's set. Oh yeah. 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 Like a whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like I saw the stills of that, and I was like, okay, that's how you do it. (laughs) You know. And. I mean, there's some, you know, there's some cool stuff out there, too. I know Between the Buried and Me did colors recently in full. Oh, yeah. And I was a little upset that I missed that one, too. Um, You know, I think you just, I'm wondering how this is going to go from here um, with bands trying to do this live stream stuff, because how far do you take it, I guess, is what I'm Mm-hmm. wondering you know because it's is easy that, for, bands, for a band like behemoth to be able to pull something like that off right you yeah. know well i mean easy you know but like yeah, sure. a band like recorruptor couldn't pull off a full stage scale show like that you know right so it's just yeah was, yeah i was gonna ask like was that something that you kind of guys were thinking about when covid hit was like yeah we got a new album coming out. We got to promote this thing, you know, uh, why not? You know, I, I don't know if you guys would want to play the whole album through, or at least put on like a set of like five songs or something like that. But yeah, we have, uh, um, no, we've been talking about it and I think it's something that we would like to do. Um, we were a little scared there for a second because I don't know if you guys saw that stuff about Facebook changing their rules. Yeah. Yep. music platform i guess i guess that they've kind of gotten a little more lax with it to allow live streaming and stuff like that yeah um, i think it was oriented yeah. toward cover bands really yeah right. exactly yeah. and um so that gave us a little scared but other than that i mean when covid hit march 15th was when it shut down mm-hmm. i believe mm-hmm. yep. somewhere around there yeah yep. yeah um and so we'd had the record done already right right and we actually held off on doing anything with the record as i mean we didn't start promotion for the record pre-release until june yeah so there was a couple months there where we were just kind of like what what do we do what if we can't play a release show Right. What if, you know, there's just a bunch of what ifs and it was frustrating because we've already been sitting on this record for months at this point, just trying to finalize all the behind the scenes stuff. So, um, and then right around that time, you know, we had just got Caleb in the band now. So he's still, you know, learning some of the stuff. Um, I think he's got like one more song from the new album to learn and then he has the full album ready. Nice. But um it's I don't know, like that's we I don't know enough about that area of um you know shooting a live stream right. show like properly because it's not really something where I just somebody would hold a phone, you know, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I've seen a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not too bad actually. Uh but, right. you know, but it's it's fun, but it's not the same as, you know, being there. But yeah. And I think some bands can pull that off too, you know, mm-hmm. um, depending on what genre there is. But for us it it just wouldn't work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
it'd be it'd have to be something where we'd have to get a couple different cameras to be able to shoot at different angles and then actually mic up all the stuff to, right yeah you know. yeah like go to go to max set it up and have cameras there right yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause I think the sound is the trickiest part on on that thing. It's like not so much like the shooting, but to get a good sound quality, especially with like songs that are heavily distorted, like it, it just yeah, you got to really get a good mixer then in there. So yeah, yeah. yes, I don't know. I know um, Heartsick and Heart of Jordan and Nagazi and Let It Rot just did a show recently where it I mean it looked like I didn't check it out um I was too busy but it looked like it was pretty upscale so maybe we'll talk to them and see what they did yeah for sure didn't didn't you guys do some playthroughs didn't Seth do some playthroughs yep yep uh when we did the tormented aggress single um we did the you know music video for that and then maybe a couple weeks earlier we had already shot a guitar playthrough for that song yeah and uh gear gods actually um promoted it you know they uploaded the video from their website and did a whole write-up on it um which is you know only thanks to brody from rivers of nile because he's the one who mastered the record cool super cool um (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> how's how's that helped and and has that felt like you kind of stepped up recruiters kind of level in terms of exposure with with that connection with oh, from, yeah you know? um i mean he definitely helped us out with a couple of things um as far as uh getting the music out there and having his name attached to it you know helped a little bit and, yeah mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I I followed Rivers of Nile since their since before their first record dropped, so I've known I've known that band for a long time, and I've stayed connected with them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like we're like best friends or whatever. <laughs> um, but you know, the last couple times I had seen them, I you know got to know them, you know, a little better and. I knew Brody was doing the mastering thing, so I hit him up, and yeah, I mean, it was it was a real pleasant experience. He's a super cool guy, and I mean, for you know, for him to do that and put so much effort into a band that he's never heard of, and right. it was just some guy hitting him up. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, oh, he was yeah, cool sure. about it, and he had a lot of good things to say about the record when we were working on it. So you know, props to him for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, guys, um, uh, this is going to be a, the the final uh, question of the evening. Uh, and, I know. <laughs> no, uh, I want to thank you guys so much, man, for being on. It's been uh, super fun. It's really cool. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. it yeah, really been fun. Yeah. So, Nick, I'm going to leave the last question to you, man. You've been asking some awesome ones. Go for it. All right, uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to really. Oh, um, is there anything like, it, you know, in terms of the songwriting process, I don't want to harp too much on it, but obviously, like, I think you guys really stepped up a, a new level with this with this newest album in terms of just strong song structure overall. It's um, we but is it. there anything... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right no but uh is there anything like you guys wrote and you listen to it and maybe listen to some of the other songs you were like this is going on the album for sure but like you wrote this particular riff or this section to a song or a whole song even and you're like this just doesn't fit with everything else mm-hmm. and let's just leave it be Right. It's kind of a complicated, I guess, but. Oh, no, I mean, I I get what you're saying for sure. Um, It's just the method of it all. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, for like Blood Moon, um, when, you know, now we're tracing back to Dustin being in the band, right? Yeah. Is Dustin Mm -hmm. the one that, you know, started Recorruptor and all that? And, uh, so 
when we did the Blood Moon thing, a lot of those songs were already written by the time even I joined the band. Um, I think there is only like maybe oh, wow. three, three or four of the songs yeah. were updated or were like newer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were mostly Dustin's songs that he just, you know, wrote on his time. And so that was pretty similar. And then the other, I think the other three songs that I brought to the table and I wrote those. Um, by the time that Seth got in the band, most of the material was already written. We just didn't have a means to record it for a while. So, um, and then when we did the funeral corridor, it was you know essentially the same. It was three of the songs were Dustin's, and three of the songs were Seth's, and three of the songs were mine. And then one of the songs was a combination of Seth and I, and then we'd bring these songs to the table um, and, you know, we kind of, everybody puts their little flavor in it a little bit, maybe, you know, critique apart and say, Hey, maybe it would work better this way and whatever. Um, more so Seth and I, we didn't really change a whole lot of dust and stuff. He kind of had it set the way he wanted. And, but um, as far as, you know, like kicking stuff, off of the record, I guess, um, like as far as riff-wise goes, we didn't really change a whole lot going into the studio. It, it pretty pretty well stayed the same. Okay. When, you know, read it, wrote it the way it was. Um, I mean, we we took a song off. We there's a there's actually a tenth song on the funeral corridor that didn't make its way on. Oh, sure. Bonus track. Yeah, bonus track <laughs> for the special edition right. vinyl. Collectors that comes out, like yeah. 15 year anniversary track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we just when we get when we got to the studio, it didn't come out how we wanted it to. And sure. There's a bunch of yeah. you know, there's there's a bit of internal um bickering going on about it, <laughs> and yeah, um, it just yeah, we just ultimately decided it kind of broke the flow of the record, and we just you know decided to leave it off. But other than it was that, a power, power ballad, wasn't it? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The Unforgiven Four. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As if we needed the other two. <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah, um. Other than that, though, we're pretty, you know, we we dug our heels in pretty good with uh, what we wanted to do with those riffs and how the songs were structured. They didn't really change too much from the demo versions, per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this time around, because we're already, we're already in writing gear. I mean, there's nothing else yeah. to do. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. promote, promote the album and write in our free time, but... Um, this time around, I think we're definitely going to take a much closer look at, you know, editing things. And, cool. Uh, I think the, going through the reviews of the album, we noticed, not that it's a bad thing, of course, you know, we did what we wanted to do. But um, <laughs> noticed a lot of people talk about um, the length of the songs, I guess, because it's, it's a long record. I mean, I think it's 50... 53 minutes with nine yeah. songs yeah so i mean you know it's pretty pretty standard issue for for most metal though i feel yeah, like i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i wouldn't yeah. Say, say too long but yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah i mean i, I don't know I it's think not like just... you're a grind band doing two minute songs yeah <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah that's it's very true but, he palmed um, up yeah yeah, it works, man. <laughs> well, so speaking of Napalm of Death, that new album is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering too because I loved the first single, you know, Backlash, yeah. just because yeah. went super hard, and then the next one came out, and it was definitely different for Napalm oh, Death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Immoral, yeah, Immoral, yep. yeah, just you yeah. know, a lot more upbeat for that kind of band and. <laughs> It was cool, but it kind of reminded me of like the um, mid to late 90s era yeah. of Napalm Death in a way. Mm-hmm. And they continued that with the next single. But 
Um, I was wondering how it was going to turn out because two of the singles were a little, I mean, not lighter, but yeah. for Napalm Death, lighter. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool album. So. Oh yeah, the whole way through, and those and those two singles that I was worried about make absolute sense in the yeah. grand scheme of the album too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Cool. They never do any wrong, and they've been <laughs> they've they've only they've only gotten better since the mid two thousands too. Like not that they ever really fell off, I guess, but right. I mean it's just been amazing. Utilitarian and Apex Predator are two of my favorite albums from the band. Super yeah good. yeah they're awesome all right guys once again thank you so much for being on fans with bands um oh, yeah. appreciate you guys and uh we'll talk to you later definitely take care guys thanks again to clint from recorruptor and nick for joining me on this episode of fans with bands Head over to the Recorruptor Bandcamp page to pick up their fantastic album called The Funeral Corridor. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>